Hey, Brazilian Dragon Squad. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, but you don't know where to look? Anchor is your solution. It's really easy to use, and it's also free, so it's the best of both worlds. You can record the podcast using Anchor's creation tools, or you can upload your audio when you have it all recorded elsewhere, and Anchor will do all the distribution for you. It's really easy, it's really simple, and best of all, it's free. Create your podcast today on anchor.fm. Welcome back, everyone. It is me, your Brazilian dragon, Felipe. And I'm very upset. I I don't think I'm emotionally prepared to do this podcast. But before we get into it, let's talk about, let's talk to Miss Clear Skin herself, Nicole. How are you doing? I'm in mourning today, Felipe. On the bright side, we are talking about a season of Big Brother that's actually good. But we're talking about one of the darkest moments today, wouldn't you agree? Absolutely, I would agree. This is like the darkest moment of the pre-jury so far. Um and we have here the person who wishes he had Janelle's pink room, Jacob. What's up? Uh, no, no, I'm just waking up from my Pepto-Bismol nightmare. Uh, I'm not ready to look at that pink room again. Uh, and look, I think I'm, I'm going to be the antagonist on this episode. I don't think that Diane's gameplay was that good. And I don't think that losing her is all that tragic. So... Uh, I'm sorry if this means that you never talk to me again, but the truth is the truth. First of all, how dare you? And second of all, you kind of have a point, so we can get into it. (laughs) Why does he have to kick me while I'm down? Let me live in my French vanilla fantasy that I have up here in this coconut on my head. (laughs) I will will lay off. Uh, Do not worry. We have a whole episode to get into it. I just have one question. Wouldn't you rather have seen Chicken George go instead of Diane? Oh, of course. If that was the other choice, by all means. But the other choice was, like, going to be Boogie or Will or even Erica. Diane, I was here for the Diane-Janelle catfight. Yeah, that that would have been a good, you know, one segment before she gets kicked out in one or two weeks again. The dis- like, Diane, Danielle Henry, excuse me, Diane, Danielle Reyes, and James Ryan as an alliance, we, we needed that in our lives. We needed it in our bones. We needed it in our souls. Um, but yeah, anyways, so how are you people doing? It's been a few weeks. Last time we talked, Janelle was in the All-Star House. Kaser was in the All-Star House. Christmas's popularity was rising. How are you doing? I'm struggling, to be honest. I am someone who has watched Big Brother my entire life. And for some reason, I don't find myself going for the TV remote on Thursday nights anymore. I just can't be bothered to care because it's just so demonstrable that Big Brother is formatted. There's such a systematic way that every season goes, and it's not fun anymore. We're expecting the expected at this point. Truly, and we know that there's going to be a double eviction probably at the like final 10 to 9, and or maybe final seven to six. It's just like very formulaic at this point. And not even that, the fact that the challenges favor men incredibly, there needs to be some sort of shakeup within like, even like the challenge department on Big Brother because some something's not working. Let's talk about the challenges from this week. It was like 
phenomenal on the all-stars one and it was like new and innovative and like mental torture i love it yeah we, we we really don't get good challenges anymore. They're all stale. And like, if you're going to have a knockout competition, it can't be on a season with like all the white majority Alliance versus like the four POCs. We need a little bit of rigatry. Honestly, I am so hurt for Devon because she wants an HOH so badly. I, uh, Devon queen. Well, we, Jacob, do you have any thoughts on BB 22? Yeah, I think it's weird that they can't get good competitions because it's not like the competitions that people are calling for are harder to set up. Like, I would get it if it's like, oh, you know, we're in an era of COVID. We can't do, like, certain competitions because they're too hard to build. But that's not the type of competition that we want back. Like, just give us a crapshoot. Like, give us the question comp. Like, give us something that is, like, equitable. And Majority rules. From there. Majority rules? Yeah, because it's breakable. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, like, I think the veto comp in BB7 this week is so easy. Like, they could do that, like, next week in the BB house. It'd be super funny. Uh, and I think it's, like, yeah, it's the total shoe-in to make the comps more fair. And it's not even, like, yeah, it's not even, like, they're not able to do the comps they want because of coronavirus. Like, that would be a valid excuse, but that's not even what they're doing. Like, they don't even, like, I feel like the last interesting comp on Big Brother was in season 19, was the one with the airport. I don't know if you remember this one, but... Where, where they, they had, had to run to, in and grab something? They had, there was something on the wall, and then each, they were, like, running through the airports of the different worlds, and each wall beforehand had, like, the different times, and then you have to remember what, like, if you were paying attention, then there's a question, it's like what time was the flight to Tokyo leaving? And then oh, if you get it yeah, wrong, yeah. then you have to do the, like, the little mini challenge. If you get it right, you get to skip the mini challenge. Yeah, at least that's half physical, half mental. We're getting yeah. competitions that are all physical or easily manipulatable for a larger majority alliance. It just doesn't feel fair. It really does not. And, like, honestly, like, forget the endurance comp that is not fair to everyone just give us the fucking button excuse me i did not mean to swear but the button the pressure cooker, pressure cooker? yes yeah or the one in five overdue. where they hold the button but they're like on a they're leaning like or the one just like or in bb3 you have to sit in a tree like or in a bubble bath that's full of chum like give us that sort or of this week's hoh or the upcoming week's hoh the where they all to sit in the spider web yeah, or but, the bat hang in season eight. Like, but you know Nicole Franzel's winning the spider web if it comes back. And I do not want to read Twitter if Nicole Franzel wins the spider web next week. Yeah, Big Brother, listen to us about At this, this point, I'm rooting for Nicole Franzel, honestly. Because I, I just kind of want to see the world burn. Oh she's God. a great player. I don't like her, but she's a good player. The Big Brother world burn. Of course, I want, like, happiness elsewhere. <laughs> That's she's good. Thank so you for clarifying, good. Felipe. Yeah, she's done so much damage to the name Nicole. It's, like, hard to even show my face around here. How do you think Jacob feels about Big Brother 9, Jacob? Oh, no. Right? The worst player to ever play. Oh, my God. Ugh. Hey, but I have the packs, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying, put me on the show so I can redeem Jacobs, please. Jacobs around the world need Jacob Redman. Speaking of Jacob Redman, how's your Avatar podcast going? I'm a big fan. Best part of my Tuesdays. Wow, that means a lot. I think it's going well. You know, me and Zach are cooking up some fun on the post-show recap. Uh, yeah, we're 
you know, we didn't talk a ton before we started podcasting. So it was actually really fun to, you know, get to know him over the podcast. I feel like we're getting more and more of a rapport each week. So by the end of book three, we will be best friends. Um, no, I'm a, I'm a fight, Zach, if he tries to step in on my friendship with you, because we're supposed to be best friends. Us three, we're the, we're the, we're the trio. Wow. All we're right. the Casey, Angela, and Tyler of this podcast. Oh, I okay. thought we were the triple threat with the three is the E. <laughs> no, we're the Sokka, Katara, and Aang. Nicole's definitely wow. the Sokka. A hair flip. Oh, rude. <laughs> uh, but should we get into the Big Brother 7 of it all? Sorry, this was just fun to catch up for a second. Um, Let's get into it. Okay, so Jace was evicted. And everyone's sad in the diary room. Um, except, except for Will, obviously, but he's more sad that he didn't leave. But like, all these people are like, Kaser's sad, Mike is sad, Danielle is sad. Like, I'm like, wow, Jace really like his social game must have been something else. Yeah. Why did they evict him? Were they just so upset that Jace ruined the backyard? They had to do it out of moral principle. What's up with all the waterworks? I don't know. Like, I feel like we definitely missed something. But like, Will, like Mike was never evicting Will. Like. And we'll get to it, but, like, he was right there. And then this whole week is about how you didn't take a shot at Chilltown, but you could have. Look in the I, mirror, I, everybody. Yeah, this is, like, the prisoner's dilemma playing out. Like, every single time people are like, oh, can you do the thing that's best for me without me having to do it? People get in power, and they're like, oh, actually, I'm going to do the thing best for me. Like, it's not revolutionary. It keeps happening every week. And, yeah, James is, like, going to complain all week that they didn't take someone out from Chilltown. But he's the one who put Jace up there. It's it's whack. But um, James does rationalize it by saying that Jace threw the HOH. He didn't go for the POV like he could have. So it's not a backdoor. And honestly, I feel like we all agree here. Yeah. But at the same time, it's it's like very similar. But th- there needs to be a word for this, like where you do compete in the veto and then you get like rep- like targeted after losing. Yeah, I, I agree, like, because it, it's not the term backdoor. Like, it is definitively not a backdoor. You get front door. It is something. Front door? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's do not on the Let, Let's workshop it. Let's workshop okay. that. Um, windowed. Windowed. <laughs> okay, that one I like more. Let's go with windowed for now. Yeah, we're going to go, we're going to change Big Brother history. Like, first came June, introduced the word floater. Now it's me from the sidelines. You get windowed. Perfect. Okay. But here we get our second ever bring, bring. Um, so, Nicole. Bring, bring. Hello? Hello. Uh, we, did you see that we got our second Mike Boogie and Will laughing in the diary room phone call in this segment? Oh, my gosh. You would have ever thought. I don't even know what the punchline is, but ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 laughing. But that like I, i'm keeping count that's our second one and we got through four by the end of the week and i feel like next week we're really going to take off mm-hmm. um and then danielle is in the the red room or i guess is what they call it um and she's like we're not going to talk badly about jace and then marcellus is like but i literally had a conversation with him I was like would your mother disown you or would your mother love you if you if she saw what you were doing right now and she's, he's like no but um how do we feel about this conversation i think it's a bad move from danielle like as soon as people leave the house you should throw them under the bus because they can't defend themselves 
So blame everything on them. Like, it's just a game. Like, who cares if you're saying stuff that's not necessarily true? Like, you can lie in the BB house. But I don't know. My mom probably isn't uh, proud of me. She would disown me for what I'm saying on the podcast, I'm sure. No, she wouldn't. Anti-Diane slander. Okay, she would not approve of that, I don't think. But I feel like she would definitely prefer what you're saying on the podcast to what Amy said about Janelle. We'll get to that. Um, But uh, we get to James upset that Jace wanted to target Danielle and Janelle. And so that's what he's saying in the diary room. He's like, I did this for my girls, Danielle and Janelle, Um, which is interesting for the turn of events at the end of the week. But Janelle wins HOH and Marcellus is happy, but also also like, she could have just thrown it to me. I would have kept her safe. Um, Imagine what a world we would have lived in if Marcellus was HOH this week. Up in his clown circus HOH room that he wanted. I kind of wanted to see that, though. I'm very... I I love Marcellus. Like, he's just phenomenal television. Um, And I can't say it enough. Marcellus for All-Stars 3. They need to put Marcellus in this house. He'll he'll let them have it. Oh, man. Like the Rachel Riley coming in just to yell at them. And now a quick break to hear from our sponsors. And now let's get back to the show. Definitely something that... He could be the house calls this season. Yeah. Yeah. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up! Your extensions are terrible! Imagine Marcellus clapping back at Nicole Franzel like he did with Amy. Stop crying about everything! (laughs) I love Marcellus. Um, But... Diane ends up calling season six the Nerd Herd 2.0 because they're not the underdogs anymore. Um, And so how do we feel about that? This was probably the worst look of Diane in the whole episode, in the whole week. The only time she's ever looked bad. Diane, if you were in the Majority Alliance, wouldn't you be running things exactly like season six is running them? Has Diane ever been in the Majority Alliance? Like she was with like, cowboy and drew at the end of the season but like she was never she was like in the pinky swear alliance in season five but then like they got turned on real fast by the twins the jesus twins so i feel like she's like never been in a secure spot and she's always had to like scrap her way through but i don't know jealousy but diane for all stars three yeah jealousy might not be a bad thing it's sometimes fun to play from a position Um, yeah um well i think allison was the first one to ever have janelacy and maybe diane got a little bit this season after she left she did um but we get to we get to will thinking he can talk to janelle over howie and we get a little bit of our first introduction of the winnell flirtmance um nicole what was your favorite winnell scene as our biggest Janelle stand. When I was younger, I thought that Will and Janelle were getting married, just like bar none. But looking back into it now, I can see how they both are like kind of like toying at each other. I know Janelle says it's strategy, but um, her making the evil doctor nervous, I think there's merit to that. She kind of cracks him. Like if Janelle was flirting with me, I'd probably be like, oh, she likes me. I I do feel like Will was in a relationship at this point and that's why it was always like above board. Like, but, like, wasn't he with Aaron at this point? I'm not positive on the timeline. He was, uh, but flirting is something you have to do. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's why I feel like um, 
this is like one of the most fondly remembered showmances because it's not that serious. It's just flirting and fun and it's like not very schmoopy. Yeah, it um, gives me a lot of Frankie and Zach vibes when I thought Frankie and Zach were definitely a thing like five or four years ago, whenever that was. It gives me Anthony and Poutine vibes. <laughs> Madden cereal vibes. Demica. <laughs> Honestly, Demica had the best YouTube channel. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, your relationship can never. Sorry, that's that's mean. <laughs> but um, yeah, Jacob, what's your favorite Winnell moment in this uh, segment? I mean, yeah, I just like when they're like teasing around. I like uh, you know when Doctor Will gets flustered. He always seems like he's so in control. So like whenever uh, they're walking back into the house and Janelle's like, "Oh, I made the doctor nervous," and like you can actually see him blush a little bit. It's like, ooh, I think she might be getting under his skin, which like very, very rarely happens. So it's it only happens with Janelle and with Howie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but with Howie, Doctor Will's able to you know at least come on top and make Howie look dumb. I don't think that he's able to, you know, really ever look like he's way in control of Janelle, um, at least like without being a little flustered by her. Yeah, Janelle, he might have met his match, but we get to Nicole's favorite segment in the entire season. I've been waiting for this. Pepto- go off, go off. Nightmare. Go off, queen. Talk about it. Uh, well, my first favorite part was when they were going up to the room and they're like, hurry up, little Willie. <laughs> Howie. But then we go to the room and we see the most gorgeous pink room of my fantasies. It's like legally blonde, threw up everywhere. Pink pillows, pink spread. It was everything I remembered and way more. It was fabulous. The pink fur chairs, the faux fur, the pink HOH sign above. The It has an aged day. The raisin brand. It's aged like a fine butter. Yeah. I was gonna say the Raisin Bran is my favorite part of that entire room. I love Raisin Bran. Raisin Bran is the best cereal. When I saw Raisin Bran was in that room, I was like, let's go. Now it's redeemable. Are Aren't you, you an Akiva stand? Yeah. It's like an old, it's an old it's a, person cereal. It tastes so good. I, I, this, this kid is clearly not Akiva's biggest stand because Raisin Bran did not win the cereal bracket. I agree, but look, he's, yeah, Akiva's wrong there. Uh, Raisin Bran is so good, specifically Raisin Bran Crunch. That's what I had for breakfast this morning. Breakfast of champions. Lucky Charms are bust. That's why Jacob didn't respond to my Snapchat when I said breakfast of champions with the Lucky Charms. Yep. Jacob also doesn't respond to my Snapchat ever. I'm not very good at Snapchat. He doesn't even have an emoji. A big emoji. I have one streak that's really long, though. It's like 1,300 days. Is it with Lydia? No. Your sister? No, it's just some guy I don't talk to ever. <laughs> Can we hear the tea? <laughs> uh, Are you not friends anymore? Uh, I don't, we never really were friends, I don't think. Uh, we were Is like it Derek Lavasser? He's setting up his pregame? Yeah, exactly. Uh, we were in choir together, and he saw that I had streaks with other people in choir, and he was like, well, I want a streak, and he's so consistent. So, yeah, 1,300 days, going strong. I recently lost my streak with Wes. Um, it's our second streak. It was like 75-plus days, but not 100 yet. And it was our second 75-plus day streak that we lost in quarantine. But Nicole and I, we're going like 160 days strong right now. Felipe, we are at 153 days, but you were beat by two weeks by, Chris- by Christian. Um, and I'm coming. She, she broke it a couple of weeks ago, so I had to start over. 
Oh, Kirsten, I'm coming for your wig. Now you're my longest one. Oh, Kirsten, Kirsten McKinnis, I'm coming for your wig. Well, um, if anyone wants to and you're, and you're, speak with me, I'm down. I, I've Felipe, tried five I, times. Felipe, I will respond to you every day now. Do okay. not worry. Kirsten, I'm coming for your wig and your f- listenership. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but so okay. to quote Marcellus, it's an abomination. It's like a Pepto-Bismol nightmare. Um, Jacob, would you sleep in this room? I, I don't think so. No, like it doesn't look very comfortable. Uh, maybe if uh, like the pink stuff is soft, but I just think like, it's so sad. Like the other furniture that was used, you know, can be given away, like donated. It looks regular. Where on earth are they going to find a home for this ugly pink furniture after My the, house. the horn household in Long Island? All right, look, maybe I just have no taste. I'm fine if that is the conclusion we come to. But yeah, Pepto-Bismol nightmare. That is the quote of this episode. That is so true. Um, I, I remember Nicole said the pink room she wanted. And I said like an ocean or a space themed. Jake, what did you say again? Just like a sleek black, like Kaser's room? No, I, I think we need some like purple in there. Uh, like a, a nice royal purple. No wonder That's he liked the raisin brand. It added a splash of purple. True. I didn't even consider that. Wow. Raisin Bran is the best cereal. Another reason. Add it to the list. Okay, then. Well, that's a debate for another time. Just like our Will versus Dan debate, because I am more even passionate now that Will is a much better player than Dan. Okay. Oh, my gosh. No. Okay. Another podcast for this, because I have a new opinion on that. You're going to say, if you say Derek. No, no. uh, We'll talk about it later. Wait, can I, in Cliff Notes, are you now team Dan? I am now Team Dan after listening to him on the Pajama Pants podcast with the people that used to be on The Sopranos, Jamie Lynn Sigler and Rob Eiler. He is like personal friends with Jamie Lynn Sigler and they were just stra- going off strategy and I was like revitalized in my love for Dan. Okay, but Dan, Dan has that luxury because Dr. Will would never go. It's beneath Dr. Will to do a podcast appearance. Whatever. So that doesn't make you Dr. better. Dr. Will speaks about strategy. That's not a point in his favor that he's pretentious. No, he no, because he knows that he's better. Because he he doesn't need to vocalize his strategy. Because it's just a given. Okay, well, this is a end of season debate. Um, All right. Because the Will story is still not closed. But Jacer wants Diane. James wants Boogie. Um. So where do you fall? What do you think is the best move for Janelle? And what do you think is the best move for the Sovs? Jake. I think. Oh, go ahead. This is a hot. Oh, sorry. This is a hot take, but I think that um, Janelle did what was right for her, and she didn't do what was right for the alliance. But in the end, she was one hoh from you know maybe winning this whole season. I think in this position, she takes control of her own reins at the expense of loyal allies. But if James was faltering anyways, cut that shit off early. I think I I was thinking about this last night, but I think I know exactly where Janelle went wrong on this season. I think okay. instead of Take, she shouldn't have taken out Chicken George at Final Five. Because if she puts up Will and Boogie, even if it's a tie, she can get Chicken George to vote Boogie, even if Erica votes for Will at the Final Five, once Erica wins the veto, and take out Boogie. Then it's Will, Chicken George, Erica, and Janelle. Unless Will single-handedly wins the veto and takes out Janelle at the Final Four, Janelle like, can comp out to the end. She's not, she's not losing to Chicken George in, the, in either of the two Final HOH parts. She just needs Erica and Chicken George to knock out will with her i think but anyways we're not there yet yeah this is definitely the best move for janelle this week though uh especially putting up one and one because 
It doesn't draw any like hard line before the veto. After the veto, she's able to get what she wants. She's able to actually solidify the alliance with Chilltown, as well as having the people in season six like aren't gonna immediately target her other than James, who is probably gonna leave anyway. I hate to say this, but I do know that like we find out later that Janelle and Diane, there was like tension there from Janelle talking shit on the live feeds about Diane on season six. So I feel like she knew that Diane, like there was like always going to be tension there. So she cuts that out before anything happens. Right. And that's probably smarter for her at the same time though. I'm very upset. Yeah. I'm very upset. I Um, I hear you. And I think for James, it does make sense to take out Boogie because then like for James, it makes sense because Diane is his number. Yeah, James, it, like, for the rest of the, you know, Saw 6, it makes sense to try to take out, uh, like, one of Chilltown. Like, especially if you can get Boogie out. Because Will is, like, devious. He's going to be stirring stuff up. But, yeah, if you get rid of the, the right-hand man in Boogie, then Will is way exposed. I think Janelle might have, like, played – like, she obviously got a good outcome for her. But I think that, like, Boogie going was not a worst-case scenario for Janelle. Like, if Will stays, that's good for Janelle. If – Erica stays, that's good for Janelle, but like getting Boogie out was like the easiest way to appease everyone. And then he just went and won the veto. But um, we get Diane, James, Danny talking and James and Diane, James warns her to like kiss Janelle's butt. And then she goes upstairs and they have this really awkward chat. And to be fair, I think part of it was editing because I feel like there was tension on both sides. Like I will say that I don't, I don't know if Janelle probably played this perfect either but I, it was just like not great look for diane it seems very obvious it yeah. felt like it was an obligation but also like you know in editing they can add like those little don't 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 like music's cues that like make it worse than it might have been because we didn't get a dr from look, janelle yeah if you look at diane though she's like biting her teeth she's looking nervous She's like stuttering. She's not making any eye contact. Like admittedly, we didn't see the whole conversation, but in the parts that we saw, it is clear that she feels uncomfortable. No, that's definitely fair. And I do think like knowing the extra context that like she knows that they probably had words outside the house at the rap party for season six or whatever. And she was like, I heard what you said about me on the live feeds. And also like Mm -hmm. Diane was the like fallen angel until Janelle, like who was it going to be? Robert? Like, no, it was Diane and then Janelle like came. And so there's probably tension, like Janelle's the new hotness. So, but um, yeah. And then here we get Will and infamous bubble bath. Um, Nicole, talk to me about the rubber ducky puppet show that Dr. McDreamy, Fennell and McFoogie, the ducks enact. So Will does this little thing to get a little bit of FaceTime with the people in power. So he takes a little hop into the bath and, you know, puts on a big smile. We're introduced to Rick Foogie, Fennell, Dr. McDreamy, Howie the Sponge. I mean, Howie <laughs> spongy Howie shape. is a sponge. He, like, just he assembles a sponge. He globs on to anyone that gives him attention. Honestly, even though he resembles a sponge, he gives me Patrick vibes. I was about to say that. He's such a Patrick star, but like with a lot more misogyny. Yeah, but you know what? In the words of Dr. Will, he made them talk and then he broke their necks, you know? Yeah, he really did like cause that division. Um, Jacob, talk to me about the rubber duckies. Did you get some Burton Ernie vibes? (laughs) 
uh, I think it's a good idea to use humor here to get your foot in the door. Uh, you know, Will says, like, admittedly, he doesn't love bass, which, by the way, like, everyone should love bass. Like, I'm a huge bass person. That's the worst part about living in an apartment. But anyway, the humor that he uses is smart. There are apartments with bathtubs. Well, not mine. Okay. Uh, next year, next year. Um, I think that, yeah, it makes sense to use his humor. What he's doing is he's setting up the world in a very simplistic narrative, like, what, what you can do is you can like take each other out or you can use the floaters. It's like not a hard story, but doing it in this humorous way is a lot better. But honestly, I was kind of like Kaser watching this segment, just bored out of my mind. Like I know uh, what's going to happen. And the puppet show was not that funny. Like it was a good move. It just like- I remember it fun. being funnier. Does yeah, he do I agree. No. What? Does he do a second puppet show later or? I, I feel like he talked about one. Marcellus in one. I feel like I remembered him talking about Marcellus in, with the duckies at one point, but. I, I thought this was here, but maybe like I missed it and there's like a second segment that's funnier. Cause I, I remembered this being a funny segment. I was like excited to watch it. And then I was like kind of bored. Yeah, maybe there's a second one. Um, yeah. Nicole, would you, what would you name your, your rubber ducky counterpart? Um, oh, this is a. Snickle? Oh, I was going to say. A splish splash nicole it's kind of like tiktok nicole but a little bit different splish splash is the app that the ducks use <laughs> we might be on to something honestly this is like children's show put it in put it in robin and kiva write a kid's show hey i don't know why that's not on the wheel put it on i mean not for lack of trying <laughs> um but anyways we get a george on slop segment and my man tries to make slop in the toaster Jacob, you have thoughts? I thought that, like, yeah, where is this man's common sense? He's lived enough years on this earth to know that you cannot... He's definitely past pushing 50. (laughs) Yeah, he is. You cannot put something that is that liquid in a toaster and expect it to solidify. Does he think that that bread is liquid and hardens when it becomes toast? That did not make sense to me, but whatever. Nicole, get your man to explain. Explain us. Your man, Chicken George, what is he doing? So I'll concede right now, and I'll let you know that you were right. This week made me realize that I don't really like George that much. This is just the stupidity of man personified. That, that. I mean, clearly we have two men here that know that it's illogical to put slop in the toaster, but we have never been as desperate as Mr. George. First name chicken. First name chicken. No, um... (laughs) This man, how do you expect him to put roofs on people's houses if he can't even f- make himself toast? Like, isn't his job a roofer? I don't trust him. Get, get the insurance. Get the renter's insurance. If you have a roof done by Chicken George, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Retweet. <laughs> um, Structural in, on integrity. I'd rather have Janelle yeah, cook with rough. her baking soda than, than Chicken George and his toaster. Um, uh, yeah, that was weird. Right, like, we'll poor, poor Brave Little Toaster. He had to go to Mars after Chicken George tried to ruin his life. Um, then we get one of my favorite food, uh, food comps in the history of Big Brother. But, like, I feel like they should do it more often because it was so fast. But food fight. Wow, am I boring you, Jacob? No, I'm sorry. I'm tired. I slept on my uh, blanket fort out there. I slept on the floor, which was a terrible idea. I did not get good sleep last night at all. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. Are you ports are great, but do not sleep on them. It's like the have not room of Jacob's apartment. Oh yeah, that's true. It is a have not room. Oh, I already told Lydia that I was H O H this week, so I guess I'm also happy. Who are you gonna evict? It's just her in the house. No, no, no. Uh, I'm playing with the other people in the other apartments. They just don't know it. Imagine living in multiple apartments. Like it's like the circle meets Big Brother. Ooh, true. We should play Big Brother with all the people on my floor. I'd never talked to him before. Someone told me that I missed my opportunity to do Boston University Big Brother, and I really did miss my opportunity. We did uh, Survivor at UChicago. That was fun. Yeah. Um, Caitlin has a quick tangent. Caitlin has a friend who went to Emerson, and it was like her best childhood friend, and her boyfriend was on the production of Survivor Emerson. So, like, when, I, when Caitlin came to visit in Boston, and then we got dinner, the four of us, uh, that was like a fun little connection. But Nicole and Caitlin are still beefing, but also retweeting each other all the time. Yeah, no, Caitlin and I will never admit that we're not enemies. Is that a double negative? You will Caitlin, never... if you're hearing this, you're my enemy. You just you just have a mutual respect for each other, but you're still enemies. Related. Very it's much so Dr. Enemies. Will and Caser of this of this universe. Yeah. I wonder who the Caser is. I mean It's a compliment. It's a compliment. <laughs> Mrs. Pre-Jury herself is sitting right in the call. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Ooh. Um, but yeah, food fight. This is not dodgeball, and everyone was excited for dodgeball. And here's how it works. There's one ball with a star, and they're going to just pop them out the chute, and whoever catches the ball gets food for the week and gets to put someone on slop. I love this comp. It's kind of like they kind of brought it back this season with the have-not picking the have-not. I just love when there's like – implications for putting someone on slop because it's just a small thing like anything social related like i think back to like big brother canada when they did the slop cookies and stuff like that um the slop boat like anything on that sense i feel like is fun and um so let's just go through this quickly danielle complains that there's three tiny girls and seven men over six feet and i i relate like nicole how would you feel if there were like seven men over six feet and then you caitlin and annie pizzatelli like trying to fight for food Honestly, I think I was going to just mention about the deeply misogynistic part of this challenge, but at the same time, I think me, Caitlin, and Annie would be too busy fighting each other, <laughs> and then we all decide to get the balls. But at the end, one of you would probably be on slop unless people put you on slop. We'd all be on slop. Yeah. But, Jacob, what'd you think of this challenge? It was fine. I, I like that Dr. Will is uh, trying to test Howie here. Um, but honestly, Howie's too dumb to be consistent, so I'm not really sure you learn that much from the test. Like, Howie might one day do something else. He's too stupid to remember what he did the next day, so he might do something different. But yeah, I thought that the competition was fine. It was a good food comp. His two brain cells were fighting each other at that moment. He forgot what was happening. <laughs> well, even exactly. worse is didn't they make a verbal agreement literally seconds before the challenge began? Yeah. Like, he forgot that quickly. I'm sorry. He probably yeah, smoked too much weed one. and forgot. He has weed brain. Honestly, hey, if someone had a way to smuggle it in, I wouldn't put it past Howie. Uh, but anyways, Mike gets the first round. He's on food. He puts Marcellus on slop. Um, round two, Howie gets food, puts Will on slop. Little Willie. Um, I like that the opposite of being on slop is being on food for you. Yeah. Honestly, get rid of have-nots. Just have them on slop. Yeah, I'd prefer that, though. The shower is like a doesn't really. Yeah, I, I like having the have not room though. 
Yeah, because it can uh, foster strategic bonds. Yeah. Tell that to Nicole Anthony in Memphis, though. Um, honestly, are, are we surprised that Nicole Anthony didn't try to sneak back in the house and lock people in the basement? We would have been better for it. Uh-huh. I get it. She locked her dad in the basement. I get it. Yeah. Um, but Kaser wins food, puts Chicken George on slop. And that's the move, honestly. Like, I know Janelle calls him out in the diary room for being like weak and weak willed, but like honestly, if you win the first round, just put Chicken George. You don't make any enemies. He's already on slop. Yeah, it is. That is easily the best decision. The fact that Howie did not do that proves that Howie is never or going Bookie. to be good at this game. Boogie yeah, didn't do it Bogey either. He, he betrayed his clandestine lover, Marcellus. Um, and then James gets food, puts Diane on slop, and then Danielle wins her first food competition. I don't know if it's her first, but she quoted, she said that me, Danielle, who never wins a food competition, um, she gets the food and then she puts Eric on slop. And can we talk about Danielle laying down in the diary room? I miss when people like would use the diary room as like a therapy couch. Nicole, how yeah, would you I, sit in the diary room? I would probably have like, so when I drive, I'm the type of person where I drive with a knee up and my other foot like out the window. So I'd probably You're a Rebecca like, Weaver from the Amazing Race? Of course. I'm the most dangerous driver in America. You shouldn't get behind the wheel with me in the car. They passed me on the third time I took my driver's test as a courtesy. Just kidding. Just kidding. But, okay, so wait, so go on. You had a point. So I would be sitting like crisscross applesauce with a leg behind my head. <laughs> and then, um, Jacob, how would you sit? I think I would sit like upside down. So I'd like have, here, I, uh, I'd have like my back on where the butt of the seat would be and have my legs like laying over the back of the seat. Like Josh Feinberg? Uh, I don't remember that. From Big Brother 3? I feel like he did that once. Oh, well, that's what I would do. Maybe I stole it. I did. Yeah, I mean, I did not remember. Uh, He's the one who laid every. He like had every single position on that couch. He like. Yeah. Um. But, and then we get our next cooking segment. Diane, Janie, and Howie. Um. Can and then Howie says this. Can Diane and Janie cook? Absolutely. I'm sure they make great toast. Which honestly, fair because Chicken George can't make your toast. Your toast for you. I know you're talking about like something that's hard to make. Like toast is not that easy. Look at Chicken George; he's breaking toasters left and right. Howie clearly hasn't caught up. His brain cells are still fighting each other. Um, but Nicole, what do you use baking soda for? The way that I don't know what you're supposed to use baking soda for. Are you are you part of the domestic divas alliance that Julie called them? I don't think that. Why don't I? Maybe I do fit right in. I, I mean, say, I feel like you you fit that archetype, the sassy third place boot. Sassy third place boot. Um, loves to talk shit. Um, I don't put down other women as much as Janelle and Diane do. But you know what? If we need to talk a little bit of gossip, I, I can jump right in. Gossip muncher queen. Um, but. Janelle and Chilltown and Howie all strategize outside and they're like, let's get out the floaters. And, but Howie and James end up pushing Chilltown. So Howie's is very flip-flop. He's like one time, what, part of the time he's like, let's get out Chilltown. Part of the time, let's get out Diane and the floaters. 
So Jacob, explain to me what's happening. What do you, we talked about it, but like how big of a presence do you think the floaters had in this house at this point? I mean, I think the floaters are pretty dangerous to season six. So Chilltown is fine if a floater gets in power because Dr. Will has done a great job. He's made great moves. And he set up the floaters to target season six and season six to target the floaters. So the season six best hope is to target the floaters and hope that Chilltown does the same. Because if not, there's not really anything that they can do. Like they're just going to, like they're going to take someone out, but it's not really going to help them unless they're like taking someone out who is actually a floater in the middle. Nicole? Well, I mean, if Chicken George wasn't one of the floaters, maybe they would have had a fighting chance to, you know, come together and work as a faction against either side. But when you give a house to Chicken George, you gotta do with it what you can. Even when there was, what even when there were people that were against Janelle, they still couldn't, you know, come together in a way to get anything productive done against season six. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But honestly, we all deserved a season without Chicken George at this point. Like, if Chicken George had gone, this would have been an even better season. But it's still the best season out there, so I can't even complain. But, um, yeah, so we get Will talks his par- about the parachutes in season six, Kaser and Erica, James and Danielle, Janelle and Marcellus, Howie and no one. Um, and she, he's, like, pitching that Chilltown will help Janelle, and he does this right before the nomination. He's like, put up Erica. Like, it will weaken Kaser, and she's not going anywhere. So This is a really smart move. Uh, like, Dr. Will's right. The last person in your ear is usually, like, going to get some sway over you. So I think that a great thing in the Big Brother house is just see who you talk to last. Because if you can look at who's talking to who last, you can see who's actually having influence over the HOH. Yeah. And sometimes it does nothing. Like, we saw Kevin and Cody talk really briefly right before – Cody had to nominate, but still, like, if you can be the last one in there, do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get noms, Janelle, James, Marcellus, Howie, Kaser, Will, Danielle, Diane, George, and Boogie and Erica are safe. Um, Janelle, before she pulls out the first key, she's like, I kind of just winged the nominations. Um, and Will's last-minute plea kind of worked. So thoughts on these noms, Boogie and Erica. I forget that um, they become kind of an item later in the season. It's funny seeing them on the block against each other. And Boogie being fine with her going home because Diane's hotter. I just think this is funny in hindsight. Yeah. I have no other- <laughs> Boogie wanted Diane first, but Diane is too good for mm-hmm. him. She's like, I already had my my sights on one Drew Daniel who turned out to break my heart because he was not attracted to me. I'm not going to go for another man who might choose Marcellus over me. Oh! <laughs> Hey, maybe she has a type. As Nicole said, we've all been a beard. We've all been a beard. Uh, Jacob, thoughts like, on Bugica being on the block? Yeah, I didn't like how Erica's like, uh, oh, like now that uh, Janelle's put me up, I have an excuse to come after her. I always think that's weak gameplay. I think that it's silly to wait for someone to make the first move and put you on the block. Because as soon as you go on the block, like you're in real danger. So I think it's bad gameplay there. It's also bad gameplay for Janelle to not own the move. She's like, oh, I, you know, I didn't know what to do with these noms. It's like, oh, Boogie, I just don't like you very much. And Erica, you're going to stay. But like, yeah, own the move. 
Like that, this is not the Janelle that I love who just owns her shit. Yeah, Janelle, she says she dislikes Bookie and Erica is likable, but even though Janelle's MO for the next 15 years is going to be I hate Boogie, um, that, like, it's just, that's not, like, good gameplay also, even if, even if it's true and even if you're trying to front that you're, like, not confident in your decision, like, don't say that you dislike someone because it's not good gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, do you want to move on to the next episode? Let's do it. Um, so, Janelle's thinking that she wants to black backdoor a floater, and James is adamant it should have been Chilltown. Um, which, honestly, James, if you wanted that to happen, you had a whole HOH last week, you could have done something, but you targeted Chicken George. Yeah. So, um, and we'll get more to this, where James was like, I did something for the house, for the group, and now you are betraying me, but... Um, then Will sends Boogie to chat with Janelle and he says charisma is greater than pressure. And honestly, Dr. Will's case in point that it's true. Yeah, Dr. Will can gas me up any day. I mean, he's so good at building people up. I would love him before I have like a big job interview or something stressful for him to just like five minutes, tell me how great I am. Uh, well, he'll probably talk about, use those five minutes to talk about himself, not you, but... <laughs> I'd, I, hey, look, I'd still be there. I'd still be, uh, you know, thinking that he's gassing me up. That's all I need. Nicole, do you need a Dr. Will in your life? I do. Just someone to rub my shoulders, tell me I'm doing great. That oh, sounds like a Howie, so not a Dr. Will. Ah! <laughs> I mean, Howie's the one who's touching Dr. Will's leg later. I, I have so many notes on that team. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there we'll get there but uh we get a floater alliance meeting discussing how they need to continue having um big brother six versus chill town and then we get nighttime pov picks uh janelle picks house guest choice she picks howie erica picks diane and boogie picks house guest choice and chooses will so are there usually two house guest choices no? i think there are two in the pot but okay. this might be the first time that it's ever been shown. I feel like even currently we don't get that a ton, like two. Like, unless it's like you pick your own name and then that's how you do it. Um, but yeah. yeah. That's, what, that's what it should be. That one makes like, I think that makes a lot more sense. And then it would be interesting actually if like you pick the name. So like the people, the nominees are also there. So like Janelle could pick out Boogie and then Boogie gets to pick even though it was like Janelle's. Uh, chip that she pulled yeah i definitely like that more but this is the first time we have veto chips so or veto balls in this instance um they're like little golf balls here um and she janelle tells them that they'll have one minute to get out in the backyard for the pov if you don't if you're not outside you're going to be disqualified if they're late um so how do we think about that what do we think in general do you like that make it last time I want to see them, like, sprinting. Yeah, but if they're waking up, I feel like that's a little fair. If it's, like, general, if they're somewhere in the house just chit-chatting, they have to sprint. But also, that could be a liability. What if, like, Boogie tries to jump off the stairs? We know he's not smart. True. Yeah. Um, but we get America wake-up calls. They had the option of three minutes, one minute. No, three hours, one hour, half an hour, or 15 minutes. And because America is quote, according to Marcella, sadistic. Um, they pick 15 minutes. 
And then we get Janelle telling Howie to not let Erica or Diane win. So how do we feel about this whole segment where they're getting like calls? Nicole? I just love whenever Marcellus has an excuse to be upset. Like this didn't even involve him. And because it affected his beauty sleep, it was over it. It was, he wants to throw himself off the balcony. If I ever see you in passing, Felipe, what? What would you do? What would you do? <laughs> that was the most, okay, well, yeah, uncomfortable. Uncomfortable city right there. I, I am obsessed with Marcellus Reynolds, and we stand so hard. Um, but, Jacob, how would you feel if you got your beauty sleep affected and you weren't even playing in the competition? Yeah, it would be pretty annoying. Uh, I don't know why they actually made this in America's vote because, like, the question that they put to America is, like, would you like more or less content? Like, imagine if America voted for three hours and, like, the house guest slept well. It would be so boring. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, would, not be, I would not be happy if I was in the situation, but obviously America's vote is going to take 15 minutes. It's funny that Marcellus was sleeping in a house call shirt at this time because, um, like, he – worked on house calls for the two seasons prior and then also like it was a house calls sort of like they're calling to wake up the house guests like mm. I thought that was a funny piece of it's irony. literally a house call yeah yeah so starting at 12 30 a.m they get woken up and then at 5 a.m the pov starts and it's called torture test and here's how it works there's going to be a screen and it's going to do letters backwards for big brother phrases the first person to buzz in gets the answer if they're right they get to um, put a punishment or a torture on someone and then if they're wrong they're eliminated and the first person to three points wins so it's kind of like the stay or fold competition where the three points and you win but and if you are incorrect you're out but um it's i really like this competition but i also feel like it was very fast as well um but the first one uh let's play let's see if you remember the words n o i t c Nicole? Nicole, what did you say? Eviction. Correct. And Mike Boogie had that one, and he gives Howie more house calls on his ears. Um, oh, wait. Do you want to talk about the punishments quickly? I love, the, I love the fact that they had punishments. When Janelle threw off the thing and saw that there were worms, I was so surprised that the first person who lost didn't give her the worms. It was... I it was... I would not like the worms. Like, I could do with the more blaring house calls in your ears or the vision impairment where you like put like the eye patch over one eye with the goggles um with the glass on the other side which we'll get to but um yeah so what do you want to give jacob the glass the the music or the worms i'd have to give jacob the worms i'm buzzing out immediately getting it wrong those worms are gross and diane should have done the same as soon as she gets the worms on her feet i would immediately hit the buzzer and say i quit <laughs> Uh, Julie Chen <laughs> like that's yeah um, but yes the next round are we going to keep playing or should I just go through them you can keep going through them okay so the next one is expect the unexpected and Will says unexpected and he is out and Will says I guess I was a little premature no one wants to be premature um, and so next we have nominee and how he gets that right and he gives diane the worms and this is where i'm like howie play your own game like you're such a sheep howie even says before this competition starts the strategy of confusion this year is working on me he has no idea what he's doing he does he he's doing it because janelle tells him but he does not know why 
he really does it. And honestly, how the strategy confusion worked last year, you, you put up your closest ally, uh, like, and Sarah, like, or I don't know if James was his closest ally at that point, but you put up two of your own alliance, dum-dum. Um, yeah. He's even more unpredictable than the weather he predicts. <laughs> get it, because he's a weatherman? Yep. Um, then we get... Next is power of veto. Mike gets the point. He gives Howie the worms. Um, and Will says in the background, that's cruel to the worms. <laughs> I love Will. Um, and then the la- next one is Alliance. Janelle gets it and gives, she's like, I don't know what to do. And she gives Diane the goggles. She's like, here. And Diane's like, what is happening? Why? And that's when like a light bulb should have gone off in Diane's head. But also at that the point, she- that was over her head, you mean? But it's. <laughs> but like at this point like diane what she has to be there's one round left that boogie's gonna beat her on and she can only see with only one eye and she has the worm so i feel like at that point she's already out of it but she if i was her i would have been like buzzing in at least try to get it before boogie Mm -hmm. um but the next one is chopping block and boogie gets it right boogie wins the pov and like an idiot kicks the glass on the goggles impales his foot and needs to get 10 stitches um so, first of all, why is this man kicking anything that's not a ball with his bare feet? Nicole? Nasty. Disgusting. First off, mental asylum, please. Like, <laughs> wear shoes outside, especially. Well, no, they were told not to. They were told to kick their shoes off. Because oh. of, the bu- of the worms. Oh. Well, yeah, I don't know. Where did they get the budget for this challenge to get these expensive glasses? You'd think they'd get the dollar store one. But, like, why are you kicking anything that's not a ball. I'm playing devil's advocate. I know I shouldn't play the devil's advocate to the literal devil himself. Jacob, would you ever kick anything? Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I won a foot injury so I can win the foot race next week. Like, uh, I'm all for injuring my foot in the Big Brother house. Well, you, you, on September 3rd next year, you're going to win an HOH by doing nothing because that's, that's her lucky day. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to win an HOH by doing nothing. I'm going to get on pain meds for the rest of the season. It will be great. You'll come back as an all-star? Of course. Um, wow. I won't be racist, though. That's, that's where I diverge. It's where you draw the line. There's some that's where I say no. Boogie and Christmas, the two people who injured their foots, they both came back for another season after injuring their foot. They're both racist. Comma thread. Did anyone else break their foot in the Big Brother house? Injure their foot? Um, I can't remember anyone. Didn't? Oh no, that was his thumb. I was gonna say Bruno, but that was his thumb. Um, but yeah. So Marcellus, it, he's like, he clocks Chilltown as like, so this is what they're gonna do. They're gonna like, as soon as someone else gets in power, they're gonna like run and tell them like what to do. And Big Brother 6 has a meeting where James questions Janelle about why he punished Diane in the competition. And then Howie goes and exposes Janelle saying, no, you told me to punish Diane. She was like, no, I wanted to... Howie. Jacob. Yeah. Pop off, Jacob. So dumb. So dumb. Like, Howie does not understand the game. Howie does not get what he's there to do. Howie was told a secret by Janelle... And then is like, oh, but I thought you told me to do this. Like, he's such a caveman. He, he's like, what are you drinking, Janie? Like, big boy likes ruining the competition for all of his allies. Do not say big boy again. We, we don't call Howie big boy in this house. 
that is disrespectful to big boys everywhere. Exactly. Um, and then we get a Winnell chat and Janelle is anxious about the move, but she knows what she has to do. And then we get our first luxury comp of the season. And man, oh man, I miss the movie luxury comps. Like yeah. just seeing them watch movies. Uh, this one is for Talladega Nights. Um, and I'm just like, where's Elaine Stott at? She loves Ricky Bobby. Um, <laughs> actually, we don't reference that season. Sorry. I apologize <laughs> for referencing Island of the Idols. Um, but uh, we get night screening for the winner and Howie Howie's basically Ricky Bobby right almost disturbingly so like so and then we get this competition where it's shake versus bake the teams Mike cannot compete because he injured himself um and so the competition you have to start the car it's going to spin around you hop out the windows everyone has to either decorate it clean it change the tire and then put your helmets back on and hop back in the car, press the horn and wave the flag. So team shake is Mike, Diane, James, Janelle, Will and Danielle. And honestly, this is the team to be on. Like Mm -hmm. this is, I want to see a movie with these people. Like if, if just the five, honestly, we don't need the sixth that couldn't play, but yeah. Um, And then bake, we have George, Erica, Marcellus, Howie and Kaser. And while I do love some of the people on Bake, like Marcellus and Kaser, I feel like you just, if you have a choice, you go to Team Shake. Agreed. Absolutely. Um, so Bake has a time of 153. Shake has a time of 137. So that means Mike, Diane, James, Janelle, Will, and Danielle get to watch Ricky Bobby. Um, and Will loves candies and is basically a child. Which, relatable. Yeah. Um, also, poor George. He could have eaten in this competition, but he can. And we're gonna see like throughout the rest of the summer. I feel like they're gonna put competitions where like George to win, just to eat because he's on slop. Um, Nicole, yeah, do you have? You have sympathy for George right now. That's a lot of growth for you to have. See, this is why Janelle should have just taken him out of the house so he can go back and eat. She's so such a disrespectful. Been, doesn't Julie give him a sandwich at the when he gets evicted? I, I, yeah, yeah, but yeah. honestly, we'll get he to that walked out eventually. The chips. Yeah, he could have walked out eating the chips like Diane brought the chip bag. Mm. Um, but then Janelle tells everyone that she's going to nominate Diane, and James is pissed, and he's like, Jace left for no reason. If, if we were playing individually, I wouldn't have taken out Jace. I had no reason to, but now we're taking out Diane. For what reason? This isn't fair to the team. And he's like, I'm over Big Brother 6. And he tells Danny that the revolution is on against Janelle. He's going to win an HOH and backdoor that, quote, bitch. Nicole, thoughts? I mean, for, yeah, if I was James, I would be pissed too. But is Janelle the first person I'm going to go after? And am I going to vocalize that to her even if that was the case? I don't think so. Yeah, James, you have to keep it in a little bit. Jacob? Yeah, I agree. For some reason, James wants to make it something like, oh, like, I'm going to draw the line and let people know about it. Like, okay, fine. Maybe you want to draw, like, maybe you want to actually jump ship. But why would you want to let people know about it? I mean, if Kaser wins next week, like, you don't want to go up because you betrayed them. Like, he, Also, the veto so meeting apparent. hasn't happened yet. Exactly. But, but maybe, like, this uh, DR could be from after the, like, after the veto. That's fair. But his conversation with Danielle, like, I know he trusts Danielle, yep. but. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of Daniel and James, did anyone listen to him on the Secret Alliance podcast? I did not, but Danny and James going back and forth on Twitter has been very funny this week. I love their friendship. 
and Danielle and Jason, like Jason's such a nice guy. He's like there, he's just like nodding along, but like Danielle and James are like roasting the players. And he's like, yeah. And like, obviously like Jason is too good for this world. Uh, never changed, Jason. It's clear that you haven't since you were on the show. Except he did get a good haircut. <laughs> true, true. Um, James is over Big Brother 6. Yep, and Boogie's POV. Janelle nominates Diane. We get our third phone call conversation between Will and Boogie in the diary room. And fun facts that I noticed at this veto meeting. James is pissed and Eric is wearing a Dolce shirt. Yep, all, all about the free promo. For Mike Boogie, though. That's probably where the showman started, because Diane wouldn't wear a shirt walking out of the house, but she would have. Yup. Simulation, population Erica. Exactly. Um, But to be fair, I feel like we all simp for Dr. Will. So. True. Except for Jacob. He simps for Chicken George. Uh, No. I'll simp for Dr. Will. Apparently, you sent more for Dan, but that's a discussion for another day. I, I will. I would send for Dan. You put me. We in a sent house for with Daniel Dan. Reyes. Nope. No. If you put me in a house with Dan, I will be more loyal than Christmas and Josh combined. You would be. You would be his Raven Walton. Yes. Gladly. I would be. I would be in the jury house being. Like, you would be his Daniel Murphy, and then he'd get a restraining order on you. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but real. yeah. Um, did you see that she, they're not allowed to talk about her anymore? Mm-hmm. That's so dumb. Uh, someone's pressed. Um, but anyways, eviction episode. And we're just going to start. We're going to skip the previously on. We're going to go straight from Julie. We're going to start from when Howie is touching Dr. Will's legs. Did you shave the front side, Willie? And he says, quote, you're like Charles Manson without the organization ability. You're like Ted Bundy without the ability to rap out with girls. Clearly, you're a criminal. You, you just haven't done that thing that puts you over the edge into life car- long incarceration. That's a Dr. Will Incarceration? That's going to suck. And then he's just like frozen. And then Kaser and Mike Boogie are laughing. And then Will goes on, quote, you would love jail. You could work out, wear ugly clothes, kiss boys. It's your niche. Your niche? That's my niche. Wear ugly clothes, <laughs> kiss boys, and work out? Yeah, that's literally all I do. I just, he's just wet. It and how is just there? His brain cells are not computing. His they're like fighting each other. They just lay there. Like mm-hmm. what's happening? He sits there without even a response, and that has to be so embarrassing for Howie. I just I just need a moment. Nicole, take it away. Do, 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 do. That's his brain like trying to process a thought, and then he's like, no, I'm he not compares even- this man to Charles Manson and Ted Bundy. Yeah, I'm going to steal that Charles Manson line. Hopefully no one remembers it's from Big Brother because it's a really sick burn. Uh, the library is open. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I get in my, my flexing, my roasting muscle. Uh, you, I mean, don't you need some material for an upcoming thing? You never know. I mean, to be fair, Akiva has a lot of organizational ability. Well, can he organize himself? Out of the no, bed. Not gonna, not gonna make a joke. Right, I'm gonna say that. I mean, look at his stand. He's on the bed too. Oh. He's podcasting from bed. At least he's sitting up, though. True. Uh, I, I'll lay down. Actually, that's I a mean, good idea. It, you want me to expose you know myself? What? The Camp Rock podcast. I did half of it laying down. 
I was on my stomach during the Camp Rock podcast. TBT to wed, you said all sorts of things about Tess Tyler. How do you think Tess Tyler would do in the Big Brother All-Stars house? Who would she align with? I think Tess and Janelle either would be best friends or they'd be jealous of each no, other. No, Tess Tyler would be, she would have all the women against her. She would be the younger. She doesn't work with women. She goes to the boys. Uh, maybe like, um, your namesake. Yeah, also, as we're speaking, Jacob is lying down. Completely. He's not even in camera shot. Yeah, Look, that those- was a great, that was great. I think Akiva is genius. Everyone should podcast laying down in bed. Says okay. his number one stand. Likely story. Let's give the stand up back to Kaya. Yeah. Oh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so we have Akiva's biggest stand and Akiva's biggest hater in the same you? podcast. Can you it? And what am I, Akiva's most neutral fan? Yes. <laughs> you are completely 50 I'm Mike Bloom's biggest stand. Okay. I'll let him know. <laughs> no, that's embarrassing. <laughs> But also, Mike Bloom has an open invitation on this podcast if he ever wants to talk about Big Brother All-Stars. T-E-T. Um, but yeah, so where were we? Uh, do you want me to read the quote again? Because it's just so fantastic. No, I'm fine. But I, I just, what's your niche? Before we move on, what's your niche, Nicole? TikTok? Um, doing TikTok dances, ghosting people, and eating ramen. That's my okay. niche. And Jacob's is Avatar Podcasts. Reason brand. Middle-aged men that live in Israel. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one, that was it. That, you guys nailed it. You guys know me perfectly. And, and living room pillow forts. The living room pillow fort. Okay, I need, uh, at the end of this podcast, after we stop recording, I need to show you all because it is actually impressive what we did. Now take a picture and we'll put it in the show notes. Awesome. I will honestly post that as the Instagram photo. I took a ton of screenshots of Diane and Danielle sitting together because we stand. <laughs> As my Instagram post for this week, we were like gonna we we're gonna shine the light on the queens that we need to shine on. But if you want to make it your pillow fort, I can crop them into the pillow fort. Please do. The pillow fort has room for the entire cast. Well, hopefully, except for Chicken George and Howie, fort. we don't need them. Jace can also go. Yeah. No. What about no? Diane and Janelle, I hope are better at pillow forts than they are at um, anything in the kitchen. Uh, let's uh, hope yeah. so. That would right. be an atrocity. Um, but then we get uh, James and Danielle. They're like BB6 and BB3 versions of us. We're back. We're back in this house. And the floaters are having a meeting. They're upset with Janelle. They're like, Marcellus is popping off. He's like, Janelle is going home. And I always forgot why Marcellus goes on Janelle's HOH room. But I have to imagine that like all the the smack he's been talking about gets back to her and that's probably why like but like also she makes a bad move i think marcellus was more loyal to her than other ones but uh and then caser talks to janelle about how he's concerned about james and here we get it um what comes here james danielle bugs and will they form an alliance that we have named ourselves after what's the name legion of doom they don't name it yet, but this is the alliance name. The foundations of what would become one of the coolest alliances, I think, in all of Big Brother history. Just like all these supervillains of Big Brother history coming together. Will, James, Danielle, and then the Batman to, the Robin to Will's Batman. Yeah. Um, honestly, Mike Book is more of like a syndrome from The Incredibles. <laughs> Honey. Wow. 
Where is my pair of crutches? <laughs> Where are my 10 stitches? Uh, but and then we get our next bring bring. So Will's like, uh, Mike Boogie did uh, James, the guy from season six who was after us all season, and then Danielle, the girl who we tried to evict in the first week. Did they just try to form an alliance with us? They did because they were in the dark. We yeah, need to get some blindfolds. Yeah, one of the best quotes is, get these fools some blindfolds because they're in the dark. The one good thing Boogie's ever said. No, he's had some good quips. I will, okay. I will defend Boogie's one-liners at times. Can we talk about the, the he was wearing Marcellus's like wig that he had? Yeah, does I feel like that wig makes many an appearance. I'm waiting for yeah. that household. I know Marcellus evicts, is evicted wearing that wig because it's like mm-hmm. prom night, but... Yeah, Mike Boogie cannot rock that wig. No. Marcellus can. Dr. Will probably could. Dr. Will can rock anything. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, here's another one of my favorite quotes from the episode. So Julie comes to talk to the house guests. Marcellus, can you talk about the house calls? Quote, you are sadistic. It was a waste of money. I can't believe you did this. If I ever meet you in passing... If I ever meet you in passing, what? And then that's where the quote ends. Marcellus doesn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, Julie is such a robot. And like, cannot I, be more apparent. I miss this Julie, not gonna lie. Like, Julie nowadays is too much for me. She's too self-aware. She thinks she's Priyanka from Drag Race. But she has no charisma. Unique deserve or talent. Oop. Uh, we stand the Canada's Drag Race. Um. But I, I, I missed this, Julie. And then, like, we were watching an episode of Big Brother 3 in my house yesterday. And honestly, Julie, newscaster Julie, much better than trying to be, I'm a cool mom, Julie. True that. She's very uh, Leslie Nope, not Leslie Nope, in Polar in um, Mean Girls. I feel like that's what she's trying to be lately. Ooh, uh, that's, a good, that's a good description, actually. Um, be kind. Would you rather be right or be kind? be right every time especially if it's about like human rights and stuff like that but anyways everyone promised erica before the pov that they would keep her and diane references this in her speech but like this is a dumb move why would you give someone your word like especially if you're like really trying to shape this image of loyalty yeah and this this is why i think that the all-stars play is no better now than it was or yeah, it's no worse now than it was in All-Stars BB7. Like these people are promising to vote before the POV comp and then they're not going to go back on their word. Like checks can bounce in the BB house. You don't have to be constrained to keeping Erica just because you said you would when before it was going to be like someone else going up. This is I mean, Mike Boogie is all about this too. And like, he's the one who says the checks can bounce in Big Brother. That's his quote. And yeah. He's the one, he's like one of the more prominent people that's like hemming and hawing over like keeping Erica because he promised her. Well, I think that he's lying because I think that he said to uh, Janelle that they would get rid of Diane. So he needs to make this stick, but everyone else internalizes this. They're like, oh yeah, I accidentally promised Erica my vote. Like terrible gameplay. You're not a good, you're not good at playing this game. So let's map this out. Who could Diane have gotten? There were eight votes total. 
She could have gotten Will. She could have gotten James and Danielle. She could have gotten George. She needed one more because Janelle's not breaking the well, tie. Then she'll get Boogie if she gets Will. I don't think she gets Will, though. I don't think she gets Will without Boogie. But if but she could have... if Danielle's plan would have worked, all they would have needed was to get Chicken George, and I think that they're in the clear. I think she had Chicken George. I think Diane and Chicken George were really tight. Yeah, he I don't think she had Will and Boogie. Yeah, that's what I think it was. I think I think James would have done it. I think Danielle would have done it. Um, and like Marcellus wouldn't have done it. So yeah. I don't think Erica or Diane would have went after Will and Boogie. So it didn't really matter. No, but Diane would have gone after Janelle. So it would have helped. I I think Erica would have been more complacent to let whatever happens happens, and Diane would have been like. If Diane won the spiderweb HOH, she was going straight for Janelle. Like, not that Danielle didn't do the same thing, but... And that's why Mike and Will probably made the... They could have made the choice to switch things they up. They were the swings, been a, yeah. Been a huge, huge disruption. I mean, house. Will voted for Erica to go. Like, yeah, I know he was just throwing what, it out there, but yeah. That, that's what I was going to say, is like, uh, who cares if you actually get the votes or not? you should just like vote whichever way you want and then just count that Dr. Will's going to have a hinky vote. Like who cares if you can only get the four, Dr. Will might flip just for fun. Yeah, or she- Enzo in this yeah. scenario. Like Enzo, well, H-O- he was HOH, but I feel like if they tried to push the case or flip this week, like they could have like hoped someone threw a hinky vote. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then we get this segment. Oh, uh, so yeah, Danielle is basically um, pondering saving Diane. She's like, hmm. And she goes around Diane and tries to get the votes. And we get this little through line throughout the episode of Erica following Diane whenever she's talking game. Also, do you know that they got a hookah um, this season? Mm-hmm. Yeah, from Casey's I was going to make a joke about it earlier, but I definitely didn't want to say anything insensitive because I don't really know about um, yeah. the particular reason why Kaser, um got the hookah in his possession. Well, I mean, now everyone uses it, but... Yeah, yeah. definitely in 2007, six when this was airing, I didn't know what that was. You just thought it was another form of a cigarette, probably? No, I just thought... I, I don't even think I questioned it. I wasn't paying that much attention, even yeah. though we have conversations around the table outside. Yeah. I want to find clips from the live feeds on this season. I feel like they're much more interesting than the clips from the live feeds of this season on the current one. Yeah. Yeah, um, that makes sense. But anyways, they, uh, so yeah, Erica follows Diane around the backyard. Danielle tries to flip votes, and those are the key votes that we talked about. And then Janelle has an HOH chat with Julie about alliance structure, how it's evolved, and also her flirt mance with Will. And she's like, Julie, how dare you? Um, Nicole, this is the last appearance of the pink room. Do you want to say goodbye to it for now? So it will be sorely missed. Does it come I, back for Janelle's next HRH or does it? To be honest, I don't remember. But this whole scene is kind of crazy. Julie Chen had no right being that shady to Janelle's face. I'm surprised Janelle didn't pick up on anything here. Do you want to fill in the listeners on what was said? So basically they get into the meeting. Julie was like, um, I wrote it down. She said like, is Chilltown in your alliance? Who are you loyal to? Are you in the showmance with Will? Things that are really implying that she got ghosted. Not ghosted. She got misted. Julie, Julie, like, has a show. I do miss the HOA's chats. Honestly. Like, I know, I understand why they don't do them anymore. But, like, I feel like, I feel like, because it's Julie's way of, like, being like, yo, what are you doing? I, yeah. Yeah, it's like. I, 
it could give them a little information to maybe spice up their game. I agree. I think that like it makes sense to not have them, but they are fun to have. Like if you can get the HOH chests in a way that is like not gonna give anything away in game, I think it's a good idea. I think it's just they just don't want to do it anymore, which is fine. But I feel like it was a staple of the show so for so much time. Um, yeah. But anyways, we get our little pros and cons segment, but we're getting our first live eviction of the season. So these pros and cons aren't before they vote. Um, we get Mike, James, Howie, and Kaser. And then we get Miss Amy from Big Brother 3 talking about Marcellus because Marcellus has replaced Amy with another blonde bombshell. And yeah, so um, I think do we want to talk about the, the quote or no? Do we want to just like... You can go find it if you want. The bottom line is that Amy was the first patient that was documented to have Janellacy. Allison. Oh, well, well, Amy might be, you know, the biggest outbreak. Yes. Of, no, I think, honestly, no. Jealous. Cappy and Yvette. And... You saw where I was going with this. Don't <laughs> yes. derail me. Amy says she it made her sick to be compared to Janelle I would be honored to be compared to Janelle geez I just think she is sad that she wasn't an all-star okay so so I actually listened to her episode of the secret alliance podcast check it out mentioned before with James but she was on it with um Danielle and Jason and she was very close to being like at least in the top 20 obviously like there was the vote that season but um they she and Danielle were apparently sequestered in rooms next to each other and they were like calling each other and they didn't even realize they were next to each other being like because amy was like should i go danielle and she's like i don't know like and danielle was telling nobody because danielle was like i signed my nda um but then at amy's wedding which was like her which was probably like a few weeks before they sequestered and then her honeymoon she would have like gotten home and had to go sequester and she didn't want to do that so that's what she said where are you where, oh you found this out on the podcast secret alliance podcast yeah and danielle was even like amy was like i only go if you go danielle and danielle was like if i was there would you go because like that was like the one hint danielle gave to anyone that she was even like contacted wow yeah so amy amy also was like a breakout star of season three but like obviously i think i would have rather had lisa justice for lisa but amy was was a firecracker bb3 is my favorite season so um, but yeah, so you were saying about Janellacy. Yeah, it's just, it's so apparent that she um, was upset. I think she misses Marcellus. I think Marcellus ghosted her and that's probably she's, like. She's like, we broke up because, broke up. We did not become friends after the show because he was disloyal. Disloyal. And her whole narrative on Big most, Brother 3. He did the most loyal thing he could possibly do. He fell on his sword. I know yeah. it was intentional, but. No, like his whole, like her whole read on Big Brother 3 was kind of all over the place. And I kind of wanted to get Jacob's thoughts on this because like you're like, no offense, Nicole, but like you're more of like the character person and Jacob like is the life feed, glued to the life feeds, thinking of strategy. He's like, he's like the Taryn and you're the, you're the Melissa. God, I'm glad. And I am Mike Bloom. (laughs) (laughs) I I am not Brent. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, yeah, I think that Amy, like, she's all off here. I think, yeah, she's probably salty that they're not still friends. And like, she probably got her feelings hurt. But at the end of the day, like, it's a game. Uh, like, you're in a unique situation where you're getting to hang out with someone all the time. Like, not all of these people will stay friends. 
but like Marcellus didn't do anything that is not like for like it's not forgivable like I think that he did like everything that he did was justified and like even if Amy felt bad about it like it's a game as soon as it's over like get over it be friends and like her whole thing was like Marcellus was voted out because he was disloyal no he was voted out because he was the biggest threat yeah yeah he was voted out because like he was yeah he was going to win like you have to vote him out yeah so her whole read on big brother three was wrong i i changed my statement from earlier i identify with amon and matt Lagori both because i would also host a glee podcast if i could if it wasn't <laughs> um so y'all are we have tarrant we have melissa and then i'm combined the glee energy okay perfect. i am period um uh I I almost burst out into song. That's how much of a gleek I am. But anyways, so we're not going to quote what Amy said because that is definitely problematic then and now. But if you want to revisit what Amy said, it is in the episode and it was very, very disrespectful to Janelle and distasteful. And I hope Amy's grown from that statement. Um, but yeah, Uh and then, yeah, Amy doesn't speak to Marcellus. Amy had a wrong read on Big Brother 3. And then we get to our pros and cons, Will, George, Marcellus, and Danielle. I would have loved to, like, the thing about these segments that I love is that we're checking in with, like, Justin and Shannon and Amy people from, like, these old seasons that we're not doing on season 22. But also, like, I do wish that they could have been, like, yo, Justin, what do you think of Erica for a hot second? And Shannon, what about Will? Amy, you were voted up by Danielle. What do you think of Danielle? Like, but obviously they have they packaged it already. So, yeah, um, yeah. So, and then we get our speeches. Erica, I don't even know what she said. Um, and then Diane said, uh, "Chill Town, something, something." Marcellus, you're my number two gay man in America, and. For a second, I was thinking she was talking about Drew, but then I was like, no, she's talking about Will Weichel. <laughs> um, ah! But, and then uh, she said something. Oh, she's like, James, I'll talk to Sarah when I get out. Um, remember when James and Sarah were a thing? Wow. Um, but, and then they go to vote and Diana was like, you people are all stars. You're not small stars. You shouldn't be giving people deals before the veto competition, but then they all vote to evict. And I always like to see what the little diary room path looks like. And it has these little like bricks on it. I liked it much more interesting than the one they have this year. That's just brown cement. Um, But by a vote of seven to one, Diane is evicted. Will is the only vote to evict Erica. And is that a hinky vote? Is that just Will being Will? What do you think, friends? I think it's just for him to complain later. He's like, oh my gosh, you got rid of Diane. You shouldn't have like, Diane was such a legend, like the same stuff that he did whenever Jace got voted out. Did he vote for Diane over Nokomis? Mm, Here, let me go look this up. Um, Yeah, either way, I think Will is just here to shake it up. Who knows? They could have actually gotten some traction going there, but that's what kind of happened. I'm looking this up. I'm seeing Will's votes. Um, Voting history. Okay. Will, Allison, Diane nominated Erica. Yeah, so he didn't vote for Danielle. It was Diane and Nakomas who voted for Danielle that first week. But Will has voted incorrectly these last two weeks. Um, So yeah, so Diane walks out with her bag of chips and her suitcase because she's on slop, let's remember. And 
Um, she leaves the house, and before we get to her interview, Will says, Bunky's not here. We're not killing somebody when they leave. So some shade at Boogie's, uh, Bunky crying. Um, and then Diane tells Julie that Janelle and her had tension outside the house, and basically Janelle talks shit about her on the live feeds last season. And they had a confrontation, and then in the house that was just never ten- there was never trust. Um, Janelle, uh, Julie asks, <laughs> confusing Julie with Janelle. How dare me? Um, how dare I? But Julie says that Nicole with Jace, Diane all went back to back with the curse on season five. Uh, what's that about? And then, yeah, Diane quotes her friend Will Weichel. Karma is a boomerang. I hope Janelle comes out sooner than later, but she gets her wish eventually. Um, yeah, I don't think that's exactly her wish. I mean, Janelle cements herself as a legend this season. How dare you? Diane is a legend as well. Just that, not say, she. Janelle's the queen of Big Brother. Diane's still a legend. Where, where did I say that Danny, uh, Diane was not a legend? You, you're thinking it in your mind. I can read your mind. Oh my goodness! Wow, next level. Felipe knows me too well. I mean, I do. I know that your favorite is Azula. I'm kidding. <laughs> you like she's your favorite villain. Uh, yeah. See, I, I see. I'm Doctor Will. I got the mind games on you. Damn, um, you got me red. We got some goodbye messages. Chicken George makes Diane cry. Marcellus makes Diane cry. Marcellus in his bathrobe. We love it. Um, and then we get outside for caught in a web. And I I did not remember that they had to be on top of the thing. I thought they had to hang. No, this is not an endurance challenge any more so than it is a mind endurance challenge. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Like, um, but I feel like I, eventually they have to hang, right? No? I don't remember. I was going to skip ahead, but I wanted to be pure for this podcast. Oh, we stand a queen respecting the podcast. Um, I also thought they were hanging, but then they all got on top and I was like, okay. I but if, you, Okay, leave. then, but that's an, endur- like, put them all on a bed. I'm down for that. For yeah. Big Brother 22, put them on a giant bed. Make them all hold the key. I'm down. Like, let's shake. That's literally endurance. You know who's going to win that one? Miss Davon Rogers. Please, God. Nicole Franz would win that competition. Guys, just get off the oh God, Yeah. I mean, Davon did beat her in basically the same thing, the Survivor one, with the thingy but also this is the introduction of power versus temptation week um so we'll see that with the veto a famous graveyard veto um and then we also get three or five golden eggs if you drop out the first five people drop out there is a slot pass that is transferable there is um i can't even read what i wrote oh a cancel a vote power and then 10 grand and two rotten eggs. So those are the eggs up for grabs. And yeah, that's the end of our week. Um, Dr. Will is obsessed with getting slimed in the face in this comp. But yeah. Any I final- that'd be buggy. Oh, Uncle Lonnie. <laughs> um, but yeah, so any final thoughts on this week? Uh, I have words, but you two go first. It's just, it's the end of an era. The Diane Henry era of Big Brother was so fun for some people more so than others, <laughs> Jacob. And I um, I think it was all in all the right thing for Janelle to do, but it also had to do with outside influences. So it might've not been the most pure strategic move. 
Yeah. Janelle was the wait, sorry, just off your point. Was Janelle the Nicole Franzel of season seven? That's not how I remember it. No, because she stuff that happened outside the show she took a she targeted Diane for. Ooh. Fan theory. But that should be allowed. Like you should no, yeah. if people don't like you outside the house, you don't have to pretend that you're like okay with them inside the house. This is Janelle's best move. Diane did not look convincing. She was uncomfortable. She definitely gave Janelle some weird vibes. Dr. Will is too good of a game player. You cannot get Chilltown out this early. And yeah, I'm sorry, Felipe, but it had to happen. They could have taken out Chicken George. I'm sorry. Um, And I would have been much happier. But anyways, the end of a Diane era. I love Diane, one of my all-time favorite players ever. She like full of sass, full of like charisma she was great in the diary room i said at the start of the season there were four women in the season that changed the game of big brother forever danielle allison nicomas and diane that they changed it in their previous season i think janelle changes it in season seven but not as much in season six but so to have three of them be the first four evictions like it's just crushing to the big brother fam but Diane Henry, always a legend. When she was rumored to be on season 22, I was so hype. I tweeted about it. Like, and also because Danielle Reyes was also there. And Danielle Reyes is my number one. So uh, we stand a legend. But yeah, anyways, next week we'll talk about another fallen angel gone too soon. Another fourth boot of an all-star season. Kaser, who was yeah. the fifth boot on this season. But we'll talk about Danielle's HOH ring, the graveyard. All that jazz. Uh, Nicole, where can people find you? Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, behind the secret. I still don't know what's back there, but it's something good. Yes. And Jacob, where can people find you? People can find me at JK Redmond, R-E-D-M-O-N on Twitter. I guess I'm also on Instagram there. I don't really post. But... And where can people check out Ing in there? Yeah, hang in there, a post-show recap on all podcast platforms. At some point, we'll get our own feed. You can hit that little five stars for us there. Uh, I'm going to beat you to it. I Yeah, best of luck. As soon as that thing drops, I will be matching that five star. Did you record episode four yet? Uh, yes, we did. Yes. Do you want to give us a little tease? Because this is dropping after your podcast. Who's the next bending breakdown? Hmm. We actually, we didn't, uh, we didn't say that on the podcast. We forgot. So who knows, honestly, uh, we will need to settle that offline. Okay. If you ever do the do backyard again, just know that Uniqua, well, no, I, I give you the suggestion of the five people version yeah. where you can have an avatar and four benders, but um, you could do uh, 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 the sovereign six, the four people. No, I'm kidding. Um, okay. No, that's, that's yeah. an after season podcast for us. Don't steal my, don't steal my stuff. Do not worry. Um, yeah, I, we'll, we'll find the that. original four um, voice coaches on what? on the voice, on the voice. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh my gosh. At first I thought like there were four, like, yeah, never mind. Oof. Uh, yeah, I will, we'll figure it out. Let's see. Is there any good stuff that we talked about? Uh, Zach had this weird story about, uh, an actor. I forget his name now, but he got choked out by a seven year old man. That's the thing that surprised me the most. So Steven Seagal, I think, was the actor. Oh. Wow. No relation to Jason. 
I don't think so, yeah. No, no. not uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall fame. How dare you skip over his nine years of himium? Himium. Of himium. Neil Patrick Harris on this season. He's coming eventually. I, I used to call uh, himium himyomo, and it made my friends <laughs> so mad. Why would you call it himyomo? Because it made my friends so mad. Oh, because mother. Okay. How yeah. I met your How I met mom. your mother is Yomo, yeah. Him Yomo. Oh. Him Yomo. I thought that was better than him yim. Him Yomo. Yeah. Maybe I'll write into Robin Akiva, season three, episode seven of Him Yomo. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, you can follow me at my main tweets by Fleep. You can follow the Brazilian Dragon at Brazil Dragon Pod on Twitter, Instagram. TikTok, we there. I don't really use it that much. I still need to visit Nicole in New York so she can give me like a 24-hour breakdown on the, on the ticks and the talks and the splishes what? and the splashes. But yeah, anyways, tune in. We have some fun events coming up in the Brazilian Dragon podcast feed. We're going to have a Vampire Diaries episode where I watch the first and the last episode and Annie tells me everything that happened in between. We're going to have a repost of the Lizzie McGuire podcast that I did almost three years ago at this point. And then we're going to have some more content, Flavor Flav, Flavor of Love. Um, Nicole, you got to write in for that one. Of course. I have plenty of questions. With my, birthday, with my birthday twin, Emily Rosen. And then, yeah, uh, more Big Brother 7 content coming on your way. Any, anything else you want to say, friends, or nah? Nah, bro. Everything else will be off the record. Anyways, have a fantastic day and keep on. I need a tagline to close out the podcast, but keep on being safe out there, wear your masks, and yeah. Bye. Bye.